head basketball coach of the University of South Carolina Upstate Spartans, Coach Dave Dickerson. Coach, good morning. Good morning, Tyler. How are you doing this morning? Coach, I'm uh, doing terrific. I hope you're doing very well. And, uh, Coach, I know this season didn't go like you planned it, of course. It all started um, with uh, you not being with the team and because of COVID concerns and, and health issues with your family. And I know this this season wasn't at all what you expected. And, and Coach, you, you didn't finish as good as you expected, of course, finishing ninth in the regular season, getting um, the eight-seed high point uh, on Saturday. But, Coach, I, I know this has been one of the more difficult seasons ever in college basketball. Let's just let's talk. Let's spend a few minutes talking about this season and how you think it went. Yeah, Tyler, it's a very difficult season. Uh, probably the most difficult season I've had in my twenty, uh, my thirty years of coaching, and um, not not being able to be there with the guys and the coaches on a daily basis was really difficult. And um, you know, we had our team meeting yesterday, and I apologized to the players. I apologized to the coaches for not being able to be there, but you know, um, this is a tough year and it's continued to get difficult and, um, in every spectrum of life. And obviously with the vaccine coming out, uh, uh, there's some hope on the horizon, but, uh, this pandemic really, uh, did it in, um, for me and, and, um, and for what I wanted to do with the team and, and, and the players. And, uh, uh, just one of those things where, um, you know, I always tell our guys to try and control the controllables. Well, I couldn't control this one. And, um, you know, my wife is uh, the most important person in my life, and she's been there for me uh, for 21 years. And um, I wouldn't be where I am right now if it wasn't for her, and I had to do the same for her when the time called and and the time called for me to step away on November 18th. But it really hurt our team and hurt our program. But I applaud um, my coaches and the players for sticking in there, um, you know, with all the interruptions and the COVID-19s and, and the uh, the isolations and the uh, everything that we had, uh, everybody in the year, as far as not having any lingering effects from COVID nineteen. So that's a good thing, and now we just got to pick up the pieces and um, get better this spring, so we can be better next year. Well, coach, when we talked very early in the season, we talked about uh, the fact that this team was going to be heavily relying on guard play. And you got some very good guard play from, from a couple of your guys, Tommy Bruner and Everett Hammond. Talk about what you expected um, from them versus what you got from them and how you thought they played this season. Well, you know, Tommy and Everett are really good players. And obviously uh, they didn't have uh, their best season. Um, but when we were good, um, they had to be good for us. And uh, the thing that we didn't do well this year that I was a little bit disappointed in the fact that we didn't shoot the ball well. Um, we have to, um, you know, Everett and Tommy, you know, led us in scoring with uh, 14 and 13 points a game, but um, their percentages wasn't good. And uh, we didn't shoot the ball well as a team. We only had two, we only had two or three guys that shot the ball well. And uh, I was a little bit disappointed with that. But, uh, you know, with the time that we missed, we couldn't get any chemistry. We couldn't get in a routine to where we could shoot the ball. And then, you know, so, um, um, you know, our guards uh, was very good uh, last year. And, and those guys were in the top ten in the conference preseason for us, um, uh, all conference. And um, But with what they did, I think we found something 
the season that we found that Nevin Zink was probably our uh, most important player, and when he played well, we played well. Well, Coach, uh, the season came to an end for you guys on Saturday with a loss to High Point. Talk to us a little bit about how that game went on Saturday. Well, we got down early. Uh, we got down early, and we um, we uh, really didn't play well the first 10 minutes of the game. Um, but the guys did an unbelievable job of just uh, of getting their wherewithal uh, where it needed to be. They got their mojo back and really finished a half out on a good note in the last 10 minutes. I thought the coaching staff did a good job of selling the team down and and um, and um, and really did a good job uh, the last five minutes of the first half and then into the second half. And we had the lead. We could control the game um, probably, you know, out of the 20 minutes in the second half. We controlled the game maybe uh, 13, 14 minutes of, the, of, of that half. Um, but their best player who led the league in scoring this year, uh, John Michael Wright, hit a big shot against our zone in the corner that really broke our backs. Well, Coach, moving on in the Big South tournament, does anybody have anything for Winthrop? Yes. Uh, you know, I, I watched um, High Point play Winthrop um, uh, a couple weeks ago and, um, and really played well and controlled the game. Uh, the, the, the X factor in the game was Burns. I mean, Burns is, you know, he's 6'9", 6'10", and he's, you know, two plus or somewhere around 300 pounds. And, uh, boy, that's the best game I've ever seen him play. I thought if they could have had, could have controlled Burns, they would have had a chance to win the game. Now, I'm not, not saying that High Point is going to beat them at Winthrop, but High Point had a chance to beat them. And, um uh, but you you have some teams that's really playing well right now. Campbell is playing well. Uh, um, um, you know, Longwood is playing well. Um, you have a lot of teams that's playing well at the right time. Even though Winthrop is a very good team, one of the best teams, not only in the Big South but in college basketball. Um, I, I picked those guys to win the conference from the start of the year. I thought they just had too much and had a lot. A lot of good things going for him, and and, and Pat Kels has done an unbelievable job. The uh, Big South Coach of the Year, and he deserves it. And his team is really good. And Coach, uh, last week when we talked, we previewed, uh, we talked about Charleston Southern a little bit, and their really great player. Um, is that the Conference Player of the Year, no doubt in your mind? Um, in Fleming, and uh, did you see the shot he hit against PC the other night? Yeah, I did. I was a little bit disappointed that you didn't call him, call me after the game for the scouting report. Uh, but, uh, no, Fleming was really good. He struggled the early part of the year. He had a, a surgery to clean out his knee. And and when he got healthy, boy, he started playing well. And by far, he's the best player in the league. And and um, he's very dynamic. Uh, I hope he returns next year to uh, the Big South because we need great players like that to return. And, and uh, but, but, but by far, I think he's the best player in the league, and he showed that the last four or five, uh, six, seven games of the year. Well, Coach, um, as we move on, it is the month of March now, which means conference tournaments uh, getting cranked up. Of course, the Big South started on Saturday. Other conferences getting ready to get started with their tournament. Some wrapping up the regular season now. And, you know, one of the most inconsistent teams all season long has probably been the Duke Blue Devils. Um, Coach, I don't know how much you've seen of Duke so far, uh, but is this Duke team going to miss the tournament? Well, you know, the thing about Duke is that everybody talked about the one kid transferring in the middle of the season, um, and but it seemed as though it, it never bothered Duke. And uh, Duke is Duke, and, and obviously they have another couple of games to uh, to uh, 
to get to the tournament, but they also have the ACC tournament. Uh, you know, Duke is caught in a situation where they're really, really young, and and uh, and and so whenever you have a situation where you're really young, and then you don't have um, the 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 June and the July to get yourself prepared and gain that chemistry, it's always tough. So you look at Duke, you look at uh, uh, Kentucky. Two of the youngest teams in college basketball, too, but two of the um, the most talented teams. And but they missed out on this summer. They missed out on the fall. They didn't have all those things that they normally have to to really get themselves going. So um, I, I'm I'm never going to count Coach K out, and um, he still has some talented players. Uh, the kid hurt is playing at a at a at a, at a really big time level now. He's probably the most improved player in college basketball this year. And so I, I, I'll give those guys a chance. I know I think they got one more game, two more games this week in the end of the year at uh, North Carolina. If they can win those two games and win a couple of games into the NCAA tournament, I think they have a chance to get in. Well, Coach, uh, the Baylor Bears lost their first game of the season um, earlier this uh, – or late last week, early this week. Actually, it was it was this weekend. Yeah, it was this weekend. This weekend uh, the, yeah. yeah, the Baylor Bears yeah. lost their first game. Gonzaga still, of course, undefeated. Um, is it going to be one of those top five or six teams in the country that wins the national championship this year? You know, it's amazing. Baylor lost that game, and really, uh, it's not a bad thing that they lost. I mean, they're still a good team, but they were coming off a three-week quarantine, you know, and and, and I talked to one of their assistant coach, Coach Tang, who I know really well, and, and, and he and I talked over some things because he knew that we had three or four shutdowns this year, and, and uh, they just came out flat. And, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't make those guys a bad team. They came out flat. So, uh, you know, Gonzaga is still undefeated, and uh, but the three teams that I've seen that I'm very interested in right now uh, the last two or three days is Michigan, Iowa, and, and Ohio State. I, I, I think those three teams are really good, and, and I think this may be one of these years. Now, I haven't looked at college basketball in the landscape yet, but I think this may be one of those years where the Big Ten uh, won a national championship, and they haven't done it in a very, very long time. Yeah, that Michigan team's really good. Ohio State has fallen off over the last uh, couple of weeks, and I don't know what happened to those guys, but uh, we had Coach Todd Stillman on uh, last week, and he was just bragging about how good Ohio State was, and I don't think they've won since then. Well, uh, you probably shouldn't brag on them, but you know, <laughs> when, when you're playing in a league like uh, the Big Ten, uh, the Big Ten by far is the best league in college basketball, and when you're playing against Michigan and, and, and Iowa, you're playing against Illinois, you're playing against those guys, it's really tough. And, and it doesn't make you a bad team. It's just, you know, Ohio State is in a situation where I, I know those assistant coaches, I talked to them last night, um, you know, they, they're in a situation right now where they don't play again until Saturday, and, that, and that's a much-needed break. Because when you play against Michigan, and then you go to Michigan State, who's fighting for their lives. And then you have to come back home and play a really good team like Iowa. That's a really tough three games. And uh, so, uh, uh, in, you know, nine times out of ten, one thing about the conference is that you can struggle sometime in conference when you're a good team because when you get to the NCAA tournament nine times, time, you're not going to see those teams again. So uh, I really like the Ohio State team, but I, I love Michigan. I love Iowa, and I think that uh, those guys can make a deep run into the NCAA tournament. Well, Coach, uh, your alma mater, Maryland, a big win yesterday. I know it's not the Michigan State of years past, but that's still a, a big win uh, over Coach Tom Izzo. 
No, Coach Turgeon has done an unbelievable job this year, and you know he lost a lot of guys to the NBA, and, and you know, and and you're going to see that in college basketball where you just lose guys year to year. They're going to pass this rule where you can have uh, transfers can can play can be eligible right away, and so a lot of teams are going to lose people, and um, and it seems though Coach Turgeon and his staff didn't fret over that. They just worked with the guys and and the highs and the lows, and and now. They're in position now to be an NCAA team, and and probably from what people are saying at Maryland, is probably his best job he's done since he's been there. And and I think the thing that he's done the best is that he never looked on the outside of his program. He stayed connected with his players, stayed connected with, with everything that was going on within his program, and now those guys have a chance to get to the NCAA tournament. Coach, good to talk to you as always, and we'll look forward to continuing our conversations each and every Monday through the end of college basketball, Coach. Well, thank you, Todd. I appreciate you and look forward to talking to you next Monday. Thanks, Coach. That's Coach Dave Dickerson. He's the head coach of the USC Upstate Spartans. We talked to him about his.